This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Every day, many of our nation's most vulnerable workers put on their armor to go to work. These essential workers are keeping our lights on, restocking our shelves with food, and battling COVID-19 on the front lines. Now more than ever, they deserve our protection and thanks. That's why during the pandemic, Pond Lee Hockey is working around the clock to help protect these workers and fight for their rights. Call Pond Lee Hockey's COVID-19 hotline to help you and your loved ones with your legal needs during the pandemic at 267-606-4343. Now on Talk Radio If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. And a good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome into the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT following Penn State football uh, tonight. A great show lined up, plus one of our uh, Labor Union Spotlight shows all coming up uh, over the next two hours here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. My partner in crime, his name is first in the title. It's the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. J-Doc, all yours, sir. Thank you, Krause. Uh, yeah, we've got a great show tonight, a fantastic show. Uh, it's our Women in Labor show. Uh, we're going to um, feature Nicole Fuller, uh, who is the executive director of Philipposh. We also have Ash Fritzty, uh, who's uh, out of I- IBEW Local 98, and Kelly Ireland um, of, of Plumbers Local 690. But we also have in our second, and that's in our first hour, our second hour, um, I'm ecstatic to bring on uh, a, you know, a, an individual who's near and dear to my heart, who uh, is a new PA senator-elect, John Kane uh, from Delaware County, uh, plumber's business manager and uh, a tremendous human being. And I'm so excited um, that he's going to get to serve the people like he's been serving his own constituents at Local 690 so well for so many years. And then um, in the actual third hour, because uh, we've got a long show planned, we have the Boilermakers uh, special, and uh, that's going to be a spirited show. So we have so much going on here on the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. And yeah, Jack, Krause, you're right. My name is first, but that costs me a lot of money. Um, just kidding. Uh, but, 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 but again, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't start off and saying, obviously, we have a new president and vice president-elect of the United States. So I want to congratulate Organized Labor, um, the AFL-CIO, uh, the, the Philadelphia Building Trades, all of our leaders and our members for a job well done, both mobilizing on the streets and on the phones and in every other way. Uh, I also know it's a tumultuous time in our country, and and uh, we in many ways have a, a, a country divided. And uh, I would hope that um, that you know as we move forward, we could we can unite together because we are the United States of America. I would hope our media would be responsible, and and understand that um, we cannot have uh, a divided people. Uh, you know, so there's no gloating here. Uh, organized labor, uh, and this is important. Um, uh, we support those who support us uh, with the you know choices of the Supreme Court jeopardizing our rights to collect, collectively bargain and appointees to the uh, National Labor Relations Board who decides labor disputes. Um, the party and the candidates that support those areas are the are, are, are where we support our candidates, uh, and so it's not personal for us, uh, and it's not even a question. Um, and so 
uh, you know, and Johnny Doc said it best. Uh, you know, the, you know, we we uh, re, you know we support and represent, and we we uh, endorse candidates that support our members and support our working uh, conditions and standards. So um, again, uh, and and let's not how, uh, forget how we got here to all the politicians in Washington D.C. where partisan politics rule. Um, you know, it's the establishment that that that, that has, has, in many ways, caused this situation. So as people are so sick and tired of politics, um, as usual, and partisan politics, that's how we got in this place, in the fir- in this spot, in the first place. Let's unite in Washington, also, and start, con- um, you know, legislating for your constituents, and 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 not forget that. And so uh, I'm going to get off my soapbox, and I'm going to—I'm uh, I'm happy to bring into the program uh, Nicole Fuller, Executive Director of Philipposh. Nicole, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I—I'm uh, ecstatic. <laughs> you know, listen, it's been an emotional weekend. It's been an emotional week, and it doesn't look like it's going to—you know—stop uh, anytime soon. Um, and yeah. Obviously, you know, last time we spoke, we were—you know—this. Uh, it was a totally different situation. So, um, having said that, you know, we you know, I just would love to see the people come together. Um, you know, in spite of the the, the uh, in, in insane uh, situations that been been going on in Washington D.C. Uh, for so long, um, but it's great to have you on. We're talking about our, our Women in Labor show. Um, you know, you've been a leader in our movement for uh, ages now, uh, right in the middle of it. Um, if you would. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we'll get in to Philipposh. Okay, well, um, you already mentioned that I am the executive director of Philipposh. Um, but prior to that, uh, I worked uh, at the late Philadelphia AFL-CIO, so I worked at the Labor Council as the uh, community services liaison. And prior to that, I had just come to Philadelphia in like 2007, and I started at Philippage at that time as a, a health and safety uh, trainer for construction workers. Um, I'm originally from Michigan, out of the UAW. Yay, UAW. Yep, um, shut up. <laughs> I was born and bred in Michigan, so just outside of Detroit. Awesome. And, 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 um, what what got you interested in labor? Um, you know, and 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 really to take an, a, a leadership interest uh, in the movement. Uh, any family background? Any any uh, influences that 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 put, brought you in this direction? My entire family. Uh, I come from a, a UAW family. Um, you know, I say that I'm from Michigan, so we're you know the auto industry. Uh, my parent, my parents. Uh, worked for Ford Motor Company. My grandfather worked for Chrysler. Aunts and uncles worked for, you know, the two between Chrysler and, and Ford Motor Company. So it's in my blood. Um, and uh, I took on, you know, more or less a leadership role or, or became an activist um, just because it's the right thing to do. You know, I just couldn't sit around and, and you know, watch uh, workers' rights be violated um, and not not try to do something or not learn how to help. And, so and, and you and I, you, in my blood. And, and you and I both obviously know Pat Iding, uh, our, our great leader here in, in the Philadelphia region here at, at present, the AFL-CIO. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's been such a big influence. I know you worked uh, hand in hand with Pat on, on a lot of different occasions. Tell us about that. 
So uh, when I was at the Labor Council, I was a community services liaison. So I worked uh, with the council and with United Way. And, um, you know, I would connect uh, United Way to labor, um, not only just to raise money, but to also uh, work on, you know, community service projects. And, you know, with PAC's help, we were able to, you know, do some awesome work at some local schools um, and help, you know, the students out, whether it was, you know, refinishing a playground with the help of the labor union or the council's affiliate or just going in, making sure that they had lights in the school, uh, which was a big deal for us um, at this particular school, the George Mead School. Um, that's like a highlight of the time, my time at the council was when we were able to work with the electricians and provide the school with light. Sure. You know, that sounds like something, you know, simple or something that they should have, but they did not. And and, and so. I guess working with Pat Iding had to be, uh, you know, a, a, a great influence. Um, you know, John, uh, having, you know, somebody as, as um, you know, when I listen to Pat and, and, and uh, I've, Obviously, he does a monthly uh, broadcast on on the show, and you know the President's Hour. But one of the things I I I I, I just when he talks about um, you know being a labor leader, but also um, you know helping and supporting those with a collective bargaining agreement, which means those in a union, but those also who are not in unions. That in some cases, union doesn't have a, a stick in the fight. Um, but you know, working hard so that not only uh, our labor union members are impacted positively, but also all working people working with uh, hand in hand with somebody like Pat um, had to give you uh, and tell me, you know, obviously what that was like, but also um, that, you know, a positive influence in, 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 in taking a leadership role yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Pat is awesome when it comes to recognizing that, you know, we fight for work and family. Whatever that means, you know, not it doesn't matter union or non-union. So we just we fight for working families, and you know, Pat is so well respected in the union and in the in in the in the community as a whole, um, because he serves on I don't know how many uh, boards. Um, so you know, he's well respected in the area, and I learned so much um, from him. But he also uh, allows you to to just grow as a person. Absolutely. So, you know, he, he, yeah, he, he puts you out there um, sometimes in, in situations where, you know, you're not necessarily comfortable or used to such as in, you know, leadership position. And I thank him for it because, you know, if it wasn't for him and, you know, a few other folks, uh, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, you know, the opportunity and expanding from your comfort zone. I mean, Pat is, you know, he, you know, and, and, and what I love about Pat, he talks to talk and walks to walk. Um, and, you know, he's somebody that, you know, he deals with public and private unions and, and obviously on a daily basis understands their issues. Um, but at the same mm-hmm. time, um, and, and, and he's able to, um, you know, commit himself to, to accommodating both sides because their issues can be different. Um, but he's just a great, just a great example of, of leadership and, and, you know, I know you, you know, coming through that particular, or you know, obviously the AFL-CIO in Philadelphia, um, I'm not surprised, obviously, how you've, um, you know, risen to, to the uh, leadership at, 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 at Philippach, which is such an important organization in, uh, throughout our council. If you would, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about Philippach. 
So we're a local nonprofit. Uh, our work is, is based on health and safety uh, for workers, union and non-union. Um, most of our support comes from uh, the labor unions in Philadelphia. So I would love to give all of the labor unions um, that are connected with us a huge shout out. Because if it wasn't for them, we would we would truly, truly, truly not uh, be around. Um, but we've been around for over, this is our 45th year which is a big, also a big deal for a nonprofit, especially one uh, in the field that in the industry or the field that we're in. Um, and, you know, we're made up of not only just the unions, but uh, health and legal professionals. Uh, and, you know, we focus on health and safety. That is our mission to prevent injury, disease and death on the job by whether it's providing information, resources, training, technical assistance, political action. Um, that's what we are, and that's who we are. And now more than ever, Philippos is needed because OSHA has been, uh, you know, drained and gutted in many ways. Um, yes. You know, the, the, the current administration has not prioritized that. Um, we have a workforce. Uh, one of the things about being a union is is our commitment to, to health and safety. Um, tell us how that's affected uh, Philippos. Oh boy! Well, we 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 almost didn't have a 45th uh, anniversary because you know this this happens for us. I think it really affected us mid March, where we were literally shut down. Our building was closed. We couldn't get in our building. Um, so you know, slowly but surely, uh, we came started doing things virtually. Obviously, took a crash course in Zoom and Microsoft Teams and. Uh, Web Connect, you know, all of those uh, um, uh, online tools so that sure. we could stay connected. Um, and then, you know, we worked with uh, our Kosh Network. So Philippos is part of a, a, a Kosh Network from across the country. Uh, we work with other groups like ours that are in different states. And a few of us came together and developed a uh, COVID-19 uh, training. We had to call it infectious diseases early on because OSHA did not want us to do a training titled COVID-19. Um, and we were able to connect folks with information, some training, you know, whether it's just basic, just basic information like know your rights. Who do you contact if there's an, if you have an issue or question? What are some of the regulations? Um, how do you identify, you know, hazardous chemicals? Those types of things. It was really, uh, really a basic training, but we were able to connect with quite a few folks. Almost, I think we did several trainings and were able to train about a little over a hundred and fifty people. And, and what's from interesting the is, country. and and Phil Posh being right in the heart of the movement here in in in, in Philadelphia, um, the Philadelphia mm -hmm. Building Trades has been. Um, almost like a benchmark across the country. And I know uh, Philip Posh has been involved in that and, and, and uh, you know, all aspects of what's going on, especially with obviously in the safety and health uh, situation and arena here since COVID-19, um, you know, hit us. And at the end of the day, we've been so fortunate uh, because of our leadership, including yourself and, and, our, and our labor leaders to be able to jump on this right away and put together protocols that, obviously have uh, you know impacted our workforce in an incredible way um you got to be proud of that 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I'd like to also shout out the Philadelphia Building Trades Council. We used to meet once a month, but during this pandemic, we were meeting on a weekly basis. And let me tell you, those folks did an awesome job with keeping connected to updates and, you know, what's happening, any changes, you know, uh, keeping folks on the work site, site safe and informed. So they, that was, they were just awesome. They have been awesome through this, um, providing training, you know, where necessary or where needed. It, it's been really good uh, working with the Philadelphia Building Trade. Well, and, and what's amazing about that is this, saving lives. I talked to John Doherty last week, and, and um, you know, what you guys are doing uh, you know, what, what Nicole Fuller and Philippos is doing, what John Doherty and the Philadelphia Building Trades leaders and leadership is doing are saving lives. And that's important. And also making sure that, you know, uh, people can maintain their livelihoods. We shut it down early, but we also came back early. And from what I yeah. understand, nationally, um, uh, OSHA uses our protocols. Um, you know, as, as a model throughout the industry, which obviously we're all proud of. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be talking, we have, so we have our, our, our Women in Labor show, and we're going to be talking about, you know, we're going to be bringing on a couple great guests, um, you know, a little later on in the broadcast around 8 o'clock, starting at 8 o'clock. But um, having said that, let's, let's talk a little bit. You have an awards night coming up um, on, on November 13th uh, with Philippos. With yes, Tell us about that. Yes, we do. It's our 45th anniversary awards night. It'd be our 36th, I think, our 36th award night. And um, it's November, Friday, November 13th, 530 to 7. Um, it's going to be virtual, and we're going to be on Facebook Live, streaming it on Facebook Live. Um, folks can find out more if they just go to our website, philipposh.org slash event. Um, we have some great, um, I call them uh, sheroes. Um, because they're women. Uh, I don't awesome. know how that happened. I didn't do that on purpose. Hey, no, <laughs> all it's well-deserved and well these awardees uh, are uh, female. So we have uh, three ladies from SEIU Healthcare PA, Julie Moore, uh, Maureen Casey, Lolita Owens, and then we have uh, Hillary Leonardopoulos, who is with PST Local 3, and uh, Preeti Pathet who is um, part of the Coalition on Restaurant Safety and Health, or as we as is better known as CRUSH. Mm-hmm. So that's a coalition where Philippos is a, a part of that uh, coalition to help restaurant workers. And we all know, uh, you know, with this pandemic, they oh, yeah. have really suffered tremendously. Um, but CRUSH is an awesome group of, uh, and it's worker-led, um, awesome group of folks that have been, you know, staying connected, uh, whether it's uh, providing monetary support. Um, they've been also doing online training for uh, restaurant workers or, you know, p- folks in the food industry. Um, they have they have been working nonstop. So that's awesome. And, 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 and you know And that's awesome. And by the way, uh, uh, you know, long overdue, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be happier. There's so many great women in our movement, and and who deserve uh, these accolades. So uh, kudos to every one of them. Um, and and I and I uh, obviously, I, I we appreciate what everybody does. One thing I want to 
do is I want to give a shout out. You mentioned it. Philip is forty five years old. To Jim Moran, who um, yeah, who who is the founder of Philip and um, Jim also is the founder of the uh, of the Labor Day Parade uh, on Labor yeah. Day. Jim Jim is going through it. He's he's uh, sick, and um, I was uh, out to see him a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, you know he's a, an, an unbelievable guy, fantastic. Um, uh, you know, fantastic human being, and and uh, he's done so much for the labor movement, uh, and and he's impacted yes. working people like there's no tomorrow. Absolutely, he's been a mentor to quite a few folks, quite a few from across the country, not just Philadelphia, but from across the country. Well, I'll tell you what, yes. And, yes. And, and I I don't know if he's listening now, but I just we all want to know we all want him to know we love him, we appreciate everything he's done. We're obviously praying for him, and, and um, Jim's been on the program many times. He's been, um, uh, you know, he's been a mentor to me as well, and somebody who has, um, you know, impacted my family in, in, in a lot of positive ways. So uh, shout out uh, mm-hmm. for Jim Rand. What, what we're going to do right now is uh, we're, we're going to go to break, um, and, uh, you know, when we come back, we're going to have more with Nicole Fuller of Philippash after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. We're halfway through the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause here on a Saturday night. Thanks a million for listening in to the program. Remember, we got started a little bit late tonight because of Penn State football. We'll take you to the top of the hour uh, as we roll along. J. Doc, back to you. Thanks, Krause. Uh, we're talking to Nicole Fuller, Executive Director of Philip Posh. Um, we're going to uh, 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 do a quick couple minutes here then we're going to go to break and come back with our other guests uh in our women in uh, non-traditional careers um uh, segment and which nicole put together by the way um nicole if you would tell us a little bit about the trainings the philippi's trainings and as well as the new staff that you have oh absolutely so um i'll start with the new staff so we were able to actually hire somebody uh during all of this madness um, our, our, the trainer that was working with us was fortunate enough to, to move to Florida. Uh, he accepted another position. So we were able to hire a trainer that uh, came to us from the Labor's uh, Training Center. His name is Tyrone Goldstein. Okay. And Tyrone has, has tons of experience with uh, health and safety and curriculum development. So I was really happy to, to uh, bring Tyrone on. And he's been taking the lead on our fall uh, protection training, so mm-hmm. the training about working on ladders and scaffolding and, and roofs. He's been able to, you know, just uh, step right in and hit the ground running. Uh, we actually had our first uh, virtual training a couple of weeks ago, and we have another one scheduled uh, this coming week um, because we found that, it, you know, early on, obviously, we could not have in-person training, and we weren't able to uh, get an get enough participation for the virtual ones until recently. So we're continuing with that. Um, and I think I already mentioned that we had done, um, in partnership with our Kosh group, uh, some trainings on infectious diseases, specifically talking about COVID-19. 
and we're going to continue that. Uh, hopefully, we will be able to um, work on a, a more expansive, uh, expansive training with regards to COVID-19 to help out some of the school districts in um, like Montgomery County or Bucks County um, help their uh, custodians with some information and, and virtual training. Um, that's just, you know, that's a dream. That isn't uh, happening just yet. Uh, sure. But, you know, well, and then, well, I, you know, we are always uh, ready to, to put together a training for whoever needs it, you know, a more specific training, um, maybe with our sanitation workers or some of, some of our city workers. Definitely looking forward um, to working with, with them. All right. More with uh, Nicole Fuller of Philippage and our women in non-traditional careers after the break. edition of the labor show have been sponsored by sheet metal workers local 19 cwa communication workers of america and AFSME local 1739 dc 47 this program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of wpht or its management portions of tonight's edition of the labor show are brought to you by ibew local 98 dc 33 local 1637 district 1199c and news guild 10 As we come back to the Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, two programming reminders to remind you about as we roll on here in the month of November, our big Labor Leader Holiday Special coming up in the beginning of December. And then as we crank over into 2021, JDoc has put together a tremendous lineup of programming uh, that will kick off and all be part of the Labor Show with JDoc and Krause. All right, thank you, Krause. Yeah, we got a lot coming up. Can't wait. Um, we're talking to Nicole Fuller, Executive Director of Philip Posh, uh, who, and on our Women in Labor show, which Nicole put together, which I really appreciate. Uh, we, we learn a lot about Philip Posh and what keeps us safe uh, in the Philadelphia area labor community. Um, and now we're going to talk about women in non-traditional uh, careers. I'm happy to bring into the broadcast um, with Nicole, Ash Fritzty, uh, IBEW Local 98. Ash, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's great to have you on the broadcast. Um, we Thank certainly you for having have a, me. Oh, it's, 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 it's our pleasure. Um, and, and Nicole, if you would first tell us a little bit about um, women in, in non-traditional careers, or, or I think uh, it, it's WINK for short. Yes, WINK with the C. Um, so WINK is a local uh, Philadelphia regional, you know, uh, project or collaboration. And it was started, uh, founded roughly about the summer of 2018. And it was just, it was some women sitting around. We were actually at a, 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 a meeting and we started talking about, um, you know, the challenges of retaining and uh, recruiting women in um, specifically construction, manufacturing and transit. 
And lo and behold, it emerged into what we have now, which is a, you know, huge multi-stakeholder collaboration, um, you know, that includes like community colleges, apprenticeship and training programs, um, employers, industry and union representatives, nonprofits, governmental agencies, and trades women that work in those industries. And, you know, we came up with that uh, acronym, WINK, because it, you know, stands for Women in Non-Traditional Careers, and we like, hey, this is cool. So, and, 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 and so I, I, and I'll ask Ash. Ash, um, how long have you been a, a member of Local 98? I've been a member for about three years. And so you're still in your apprenticeship, correct? Yep, I'm a fourth period apprentice. And so uh, tell us a little bit, you know, a, a, about how your overall experience has been since you were accepting the apprenticeship and in, 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 the, in school as well as uh, on the jobs. Right. Um, it's been great. I love the job. I, I love having a product to my labor. You know, I get to see the sunrise every day. I like getting a free education through through our apprentice trading program. Um, and, yeah, I really enjoy doing construction. I love seeing and, like, getting to understand the way this city runs, how it runs, and who runs it. So it's been wonderful. And and in a traditionally male, a stereotypical uh, industry, um, mm-hmm. how have... How have you been accepted and how have you, um, you know, how do you feel about, you know, how has your experience been, um, you know, since you came into this? I know John Doherty is a, um, you know, a guy, a very progressive guy and, and somebody who mm-hmm. uh, believes in equality deeply. Um, tell us about your experience in, in that area. I think I think I have been accepted or I feel like I have been accepted. Um, I'm often, unfortunately, the only woman on a job site, but it's definitely what I signed up for. Um, but I feel like I really trust and appreciate all of my coworkers. They take really good care of me and they, you know, they make sure I understand what we're doing. They make sure I get challenged. They make sure I get to try everything just like they do to other male apprentices. And within the school program, our instructors take incredible care of the female apprentices. You know, they make sure that we're never alone in a classroom. Like if, you know, I, I always have an other, another woman in the classroom with me. Um, but yeah, I think, I think IBW does a really good job with it. And, and, and having said that, what, have you always been interested in a career, in, you know, in, in, in elect, to be an electrician or to get into the trades? When, when did you feel, when were you, did that interest start? And, and um, when did you realize that it was certainly a possibility? Right. Um, pretty recently. So I was, you know, serving tables. I studied painting and um, I volunteered a bit with Habitat for Humanity. And uh, I was working at this bar and these steam fitters that came into the bar every day, they were just like, why don't you apply, try applying to a union, and, you know, like make a buck doing that if you like it so much. Um, and that was like, you know, three and a half years ago. And so before that, I, I had a little bit of experience with carpentry, but I didn't I didn't really understand kind of the union world that's here in Philadelphia. And I, I certainly, you know, I had never been encouraged to look at the trades. And having said that, talk, talk a little bit about, because in, in, in I mean, in, in this fantastic, obviously the building trades um, are, are um, you know, this is, equality is a big, a very important issue. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, this is long overdue, no question about it. And, and uh, mm-hmm. having having said that, being an indiv- this is a game changer and opportunities 
um, you know, and I'll say this to Nicole, um, part of the purpose of this show is to let women know, young women, um, and, we, and we've talked about this before, know that there are other opportunities, um, you know, and, and careers um, that are options for them. Um, not everybody, and this goes for young men and young women, not everybody mm-hmm. is, 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 uh, is, you know, is interested in going to college. And the fact that there's opportunities out there um, and, you know, the fact that, that they're now possible uh, more than ever for young women um, has, have to be a big deal. To, 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 to young people or even people, unions, you know, you, you, know, you don't get in when you're 18. You can get in when you're 30. You can get in, right. in, in when you're 40. But uh, tell, me, tell me what message you want to send to young women out there who might be interested. Well, for anyone that's interested, I mean, I totally encourage them to jump in and try. They belong there. They're capable. They're more than capable. They'll probably be really good at it. You know, I, I think women tend to be really good at these um, at construction and, and other trade work because it's all problem solving and team building, and I think I think we we can be really confident at that. Um, and yeah, if if people want to kind of you know experiment with it and try and see if they like it, I recommend volunteering with Habitat for Humanity or trying out the Tiny WPA nonprofit in Philadelphia in West Philadelphia, excuse me, and like you know trying to do some things hands-on and get help learning how to use a drill and whatnot. Um, but also, yeah, if they ever wanted to reach out to Wink or to me or whoever, I think we're all very excited for more women to get on board. Absolutely. And, and, in, and, in, a, and in a sense, Nicole, I mean, this is a pioneering, game-changing um, situation that, that we're talking about right now, that, that right now that opens up the world to, to, to hundreds of thousands of women out there um, with careers that are, that are now possible and, 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 and in directions that uh, it potentially were, were, were not previous options. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, if, if people, young women or seasoned women would like to find out more, they can always go. We actually have a, a website, so they can go to uh, www.wink.com project.org and find out um, more information. Um, There are videos there, uh, you know, uh, links to some resources and tools, links to the uh, Philadelphia Building Trades Apprenticeship Program. Um, There's there's so much information, you know, I'll probably miss some things, but there's also a link to our our podcast because we actually have a podcast now. Um, titled Today's Rosie in honor of Rosie the Riveter. So, you know, just they can go right to the website and, and should be able to find out anything um, that they have questions about and also connect with um, tradeswomen that are doing the work, such as Ash. And, and Ash, um, before we let you go, um, mm-hmm. talk about what it means to be a role model for other young women that uh, are interested in, in um, these opportunities that, uh, you know, what you're doing is, is, is um, letting them know, that, you know the, the, that, that they can do it, too. Oh, yeah. It means the world to me. Um, I, I, I feel like I've been really lucky in getting access to, the, to these trades and to the union and to the benefits and the pay that came with it and the education. And if I could just share that with, you know, as many women as possible, I would. Absolutely. Well, let me just say this, it, you know, working, obviously, in, in you're in your third year apprenticeship uh, as, mm-hmm. as an electrician out of Local 98. 
it, it, it beats working at the uh, at, at, at the uh, restaurant, uh, it, it, you know, in, in regards to pay. Oh, Am I sure. right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I stayed off my student loan. I bought a house. Like, this is, if, if people are looking for financial stability, this is the way. Awesome. Or this is a, a great way. Ash Fritzy uh, of IBEW Local 98, uh, I want to thank you for being uh, one of our guests on the show. Um, certainly, thank you. Uh, you know, we, we appreciate you, 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 you're spreading the word and we congratulate you on your success and, uh, and keep doing good things. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. We're going to have more from the labor show with J doc and Krause after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of the Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. This is our Women in in uh, Labor Show. Um, we have Nicole Fuller, uh, 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 Executive Director of Philippash. Um, we just uh, uh, had Ash Fritzy of uh, IBEW Local 98, and uh, we're going to bring into the program Kelly Ireland uh, uh, out of Plumbers Local 690. Kelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Um, your business manager. The new uh, senator-elect, uh, John Kane, uh, uh, asked me to give you his best and, and had great things to say about you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he, he's, uh, I just read earlier today that he won his district, so that was good news. Yep, good news all, all day today for the blue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, you're leading right into John. John's uh, going to be, and it's by design, so... Uh, so we're happy to have you, uh, certainly, um, and we're appreciative of, of uh, Nicole Fuller for putting a segment together. Uh, and Nicole, if you would, would you give the, um, the email address for women in non-traditional careers, uh, again, so our listeners can have it? Oh, yeah. You mean the, the website is Wink Yeah, the website. Project, I, I, yes. Yeah, org. Um, and um, the podcast is Today's Rosie. And, you know, folks can listen to the podcast anywhere where they, you know, would listen to some of the other podcasts. So, so. Weekproject.org. Um, and, and Kelly, tell us, uh, first of all, how long have you been a, uh, at a local 690? So I started my apprenticeship in 2012. So I'm eight years in now. And have you always had an interest in the, in the trades? Um, and when did you find out, uh, obviously, that, um, you know, obviously it was a possibility and these jobs are not just for men? So I, I did three years of, well, two and a half years of nursing school. Um, didn't like it. And uh, kind of like Ash, I was also in the food industry and I just wasn't, I didn't see possibility for growth, especially for a family. Um, my dad is now a retired 690 plumber. He had 10 kids. I'm one of 10. And wow. none of us really followed in, in that footstep because the trades were kind of looked down on, I think, in the 90s. It was all about college, college, college. 90s and early 2000s. Um, so I, one day I just was like, I need something other than food, the food industry. And I just 
went to uh, Southampton Road, picked up uh, application, and started the process. And 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 let's talk about your experience to date. I mean, you've been you're in eight years. You graduated from your apprenticeship. Uh, obviously, um, you know, the plumbing and the building trades. Great career. Um, Tell us about your experience, uh, you know, where you're getting going through apprentice school and, and uh, on the job uh, to date. Um, I honestly, I always tell people, especially other plumbers, I, I feel like the luckiest plumber in the world. I've had um, so many amazing opportunities. I recently just um, registered as a master plumber, so I passed the test and and went through the whole application process. So now I'm a master plumber of Philadelphia, which is amazing. Awesome. Um, so, but I it, like in in the commercial world, I've been given great opportunities. Um, running the Trimble was one awesome opportunity. I got to lay out the the Comcast Center and Four Seasons Hotel, which is the tallest building in Center City. So things like that, like are amazing. I get to point at buildings and tell my kids I, I built that. Um, I've, I was really lucky. I had some, some amazing foremen and, and mentors who uh, saw my eagerness and, and let me run with it and gave me opportunity because of it. Um, I was always willing to even do the crappy jobs, you know, like uh, fire caulk, coring. So being eager to do that, like, brings you to the next level i think of like their willingness to let you grow in your field and right. and, and i've really been lucky with that and it, and interesting enough i was so i was an iron worker for many years and it, that's the same experience i had in other words if you want to work and you want to uh progress okay in the building trades in those type in those um careers i mean they're looking for producers and yeah um you know and and uh, you know, it's obviously great to hear that a, that a woman has every opportunity uh, that a man does. And having said that, um, let's let's talk a little bit about you know e- you know I'll, I'll bring Nicole in uh, equality and representation. Um, you know, for 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 women when it comes to unions, uh, Nicole, talk about that and 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 the fact and and, he, and and obviously when you talk about a union, we all get the same rate, we get the same. Um, you know, we you know hopefully get treated the same way. And if if we have an issue, there's always you know, and and if you're a woman and you know you're getting harassed or or, or, or discriminated against if you're a minority, um, you know, there's representation there, um, you know, to stand by you, Nicole. Absolutely, um, you know, in the in the industries that we're talking about, women represent three point four percent, like in the building and construction trades nationally. You know, and two percent of bus and truck mechanics are uh, women. Um, so, uh, you know, we need more diversity. Um, and I will have to say that the local building trade—they're looking to recruit more women. It's just a disconnect. It's been a disconnect for uh, so long with, um, uh, you know, women that are interested in getting into these types of careers. And that's why, you know, Wink is here. So we can make those connections, introduce, you know, young girls to these opportunities that, um, you know, they're capable of doing this work. They just, a lot of times don't know that it even exists. And and Um, Kelly, and I will have to, 
No, go ahead. Go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nicole. I was just going to say, I will have to say now, you know, I'm not looking at this in, with rose-colored glasses because some of these jobs are hard, but that does not mean that you can't do it. Absolutely. And, Kelly, tell me, you know, your friends, um, how are you, um, you know, how do they respond? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're you know, the, the building trades in women, obviously, like like Nicole said, you know, the percentages are just starting to, to grow. How do your uh, friends respond when they realize you're, you know, you're a union plumber, you're working on high rise jobs, you're you're uh, out there doing it all? Um, mostly like that's awesome or like she's a badass type of attitude. So I guess I sorry. No, that's cool. That's cool. That. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but. So it it's definitely a positive reaction, which, like I was saying, in the 90s, I remember being like, oh, my dad's a plumber. I'm like, but he works in the office. It's not really, he's not getting dirty. I remember feeling like that was like a, a lower yeah, we were looked down job. On. Yeah, yeah I, looked down on. Exactly. I guess he, he came home dirty. So it was like, you know, when he went in the office, it was like, okay, dad's in the office. Like now he's just like a regular, he can just like work like a gentleman. But, 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 but if you look at it, you're, you're talking 10 kids and you know, talk a yeah. little bit about the wages <laughs> for a journeyman plumber, if you would. So uh, I'm terrible with this. I, I should know it's 56 something an hour right now. Um, but which, and that's just in your envelope. Um, and then the healthcare, the pension, um, annuity, all of those things that people don't think about putting yeah. away for or saving up for. Um, it, it really, my dad, I mean, he raised 10 kids. I can't say that he didn't go into major debt at times in his life or whatever, but he raised us. We were fed. We always went to the doctor. We always were at the dentist. We always had glasses. I had braces, you know, like things sure. that, that kids in Philadelphia, you hear don't, get the opportunity to have because, you know, parents are choosing between rent and medical or choosing between food and bills. And, and so we've been lucky with that. And that's honestly why I picked it because I had two kids and I needed healthcare and I needed stability and, and that offered it. And it's as a mom, I'm, I can't say it's easy. It's, it's not easy to, to go through an apprenticeship as a mom Especially, you know, most dads get to, like, pass kids off to mom. Well, I'm like, well, I have to, like, take my kids to this. And sure. that, you know, it's a different, it's, it's like a weird balance. But, but it was doable. And, and, you know, unionism is about family. And so I would say 99% of the people that I either worked alongside with or, you know, trained with in the hall understood that and so that was it's important that that is like you know that that's our value is is family and togetherness and unity well listen um first of all i want to say a job well done okay and and um you've said it all you said it well i want to congratulate you on your success as a plumber and for being a role model to to women everywhere out there listening that that, that can understand that anything's possible. Um, and as we go to break, of course, I want to I want to thank uh, Nicole Fuller, Executive Director of Philip Posh, for for not only doing the great job that you do with Philip Posh, for being a great example, for for being a part of Wink um, Women in Non Traditional Careers, 
And, of course, I want to thank uh, Kelly Ireland of Farmers Local 690 and Ash Fritchie of IBEW Local 98. Uh, women, thanks so much for, for, for doing what you do. Thank, thank you for, you having, for having, having us on. Yeah. It's our, it's our pleasure. Uh, we're going to have more with, from the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause after the break. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to The Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause uh, at the... Uh, Nine o'clock hour, we have the Boilermakers special. That's going to be uh, with with the Boilermakers leadership. It's going to be a great uh, hour of radio um, and some real purposeful stuff going on there. So do not miss that. Uh, right now, I could not be happier uh, than to bring in uh, to this show a, a great friend. I'm going to read you my Facebook post. Uh, I just want to uh, congratulations to PA Senator Elect John Kane. Want to send out a, a heartfelt congratulations to my good friend and a friend of all working people, John Kane, uh, on 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 his well-deserved victory in his race for PA State Senator Ninth uh, State Senate District in uh, in, uh, in in Delaware County. Although the Plumbers Local 690 and the labor movement will be missing a great business manager, we are all gaining a great leader in Harrisburg, and I mean that every word of it, John. Congratulations, my friend. Um, we all win when you won. Doc, thank you for having me on tonight. Thank you so much for the kind words. It's uh, it's been a it's been a crazy week, uh, starting to sink in right now. Uh, but I couldn't be happier for the labor movement right now by getting me elected and going to the state senate. Uh, we do know that this was uh, one of the forces that they were hoping to flip. Unfortunately, we weren't able to flip the other three seats. In fact, it looks like we're going to possibly lose two other seats. But uh, I'm not going to look uh, in the past. I'm only going to look forward. We uh, we were successful in winning this race here, and it was due to the support that I had received from our brothers from the labor movement. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Um, you know, resiliency, never giving up. Um you know, you've gone through a lot. You, um, you know, you, you ran four years ago and, um, you know, it was, you know, that was a, a, a painful situation um, that got under a lot of our skin. But um, you, you came back and didn't, didn't flinch. Uh, and, and here we are today. You also beat cancer. And anybody knows, uh, you know, what you went through. Um, tell us, tell us about that, about that part of yourself, about that, about who you are and how that impacted your, 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 your run this time. Doc, that's, you know, it, 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 it kind of motivated me in a way. Uh, the, the race was back in 2014 when I lived in Delaware County. Uh, needless to say, right after that race, I was uh, diagnosed with a nasal pharynx carcinoma, which is up behind the nose. And I was told that it was inoperable. Uh, you know, being the father of four and three of them being daughters, the very first thing that hit me at the time was that I wasn't going to be able to walk my daughters down the aisle. Um, needless to say, last year I was able to walk my oldest daughter, Samantha, down the aisle. Awesome. Uh, it's, been, 
It's been five years. Cinco de Mayo 2020 has been five years disease-free. Awesome. Uh, and, you know, I'm still I, uh, I'm back down to a middleweight. I'll never be back up to the <laughs> heavyweight division again, but I'm here. And, you know, I, I honestly didn't think I was ever going to get another shot in, in politics again. I was more concerned about what was going on with my local and staying involved in there. And then when I moved last year out into Chester County, uh, I was approached. Uh, they told me that I lived in Senator Tom Killian's district and that they were looking for somebody to possibly run for Senate. And would I consider it? I was. I was I was thrilled to find that out. And then I uh, went to the wife, of course. The boss said it was okay. Went to the members right after that. Informed them that I was approached to run. They They supported me 110%. Uh, it was a uphill fight against a long-term incumbent that's been elected for 28 years in Delaware County, so he's well-known. Uh, we, we, we put our boots on the ground. Uh, when I got tired, labor came there, and they, they lifted me up on their shoulders, and they drug me across the finish line. I couldn't be, and I mean it, I couldn't be any prouder. I credit a couple people. One, I credit you guys and your radio station for the over 5,000 people that live in Delaware County and Chester County that voted for me because that's basically what we won by. I also oh. credit my upbringing from those great nuns in Sacred Heart Parish and <laughs> the Immaculate Heart of Mary nuns. They ended up, they, they, it was discipline and it was hard work, and there's so much to credit. I, I, I'm, still, well, I'm still amazed. It's funny you bring that up because I was talking to uh, Tommy Golden uh, by text, and I and I said to him, I said, can you believe an O'Hara guy is a senator? And he said to me, that means a Roman guy should be president. That could possibly be. We, we, you know, it, it, there's there's no doubt about it. O'Hara was always a step above. But, you know, <laughs> you got some Catholic. You're, you're still fighting a good fight. Now, now having uh, said that, so our listeners know, Obviously, you know, we're Catholic League guys and, and uh, rivals and, have, and, and always have fun with it. Um, ha- having said that, John, talk about uh, your, your, <laughs> your calling and commitment uh, to serve the citizens uh, uh, of, of your community and Pennsylvania. Uh, you, you know, when, in order to get in politics, as, as, as the business manager of Local 690, obviously we get involved in politics, but it's from a different angle. It's to su- support our work and our workers. Um, but this is a different ball game, and you got to really want it. And obviously, you know, you have a calling and a commitment. Um, tell us about that. Uh, to, uh, Doc, you got you, you hit the nail on the head. See, I, I, I've been fortunate enough to, when you're a business manager that you're involved in politics. You're involved with, you know, I, I was always the, the voice of the plumbers union. I was always the face of the plumbers union. We were always pushing for better wages, better health care. You're looking for training. You know, uh, we got involved in politics, making sure that we elect our friends and we defeat our enemies. That being said, I'm going to be stepping away from probably something that I love so much in, in, in my life to be able to take over the Plumbers Union uh, as uh, underneath the shoes of Eddie Keenan or underneath, you know, the, my, my, my mentor, Eddie Keenan. And trying to fill those shoes was merely impossible. And, and I, 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 I carved my own path. 
I, I did the best I possibly could. Eddie always said to us, he says, you know, you, you're only here for a short time. You're only going to keep the seat warm. Try to leave it a little bit better than you found it. And I'm going to leave that. I'm going to go into the Senate thinking the same way. I'm going to be going there looking to fight for constituents. You know, I'm going to be looking for, you know, quality health care, affordable quality health care for all. I'm going to be looking at women's right to choose. I'm going to be looking at minimum wage, you know, uh, equal funding, fair funding for education. Um, There's so many things that I'm going to be fighting for when I go there that I believe that I have I have a step up on a lot of the other people that are going to be the newbies. There's four of us that are going to be newbies this year. Um, I feel as though that I'm going to be very fortunate with the fact that I have relationships on both sides of the aisles. Uh, I, I have uh, been supportive of so many of our Democratic senators there that they've been welcoming me already with, uh, you know, with nice phone calls, text messages, trying to get a hold of me. Uh, I, I believe I'll do a good job bringing everybody together to try to work on issues that are going to be for my constituents in the night. And it's interesting because you and I talked earlier, um, you know, of course, you know, uh, you know, being a state senator is going to be a new position for you but you've been representing your members um really up close and personal when you're a a union business manager your constituents are literally you know in your face and you're responsible literally uh along with your business agents and i know you've got a great team of business agents and i know you want to you want to talk about who's going to be taking over for you in a minute but talk about that that what what you know what what the two jobs have in common in regards to uh, representing your constituents in the community and in the state of Pennsylvania and representing the members of Local 690? Well, it all starts with your staff. That's that's where everything began. You know, I, I, I was able to form a team with the Plumbers Union that was successfully uh, elected five terms. Uh, the guys are my best friends. There's no doubt that when I started this, I, I brought people in that had personalities that were hard workers uh, that supported me and I supported them no matter what. Whether I made a mistake, they had my back, and whether they made a mistake, I always had their back. Maybe maybe the guy in, at uh, Roman, I'm, I may not. Ha, 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 ha. You know what, John? No, real quick, though, Nate, why don't you shout them out? Let me, let me, uh, we got, we got yeah, plenty they, of time. We're well, blowing through the break. All right, so where we have is I was the business manager, my assistant business manager, and my classmate of mine who used to cheat off me back in the day during <laughs> my apprenticeship with Steve Keenan. Then we ended up, you had Georgie Pegram, who handled Center City, along with Tommy Golden, another Roman Catholic guy. Woo! Then we go down to, to uh, our boy uh, Joe McMonagle that handled uh, Bucks County and Montgomery County, another Roman Catholic another guy. Another Roman guy, right. Yeah, and then we went. Then we went to the guy that we always kept in the back room down there. It was a Monsignor Bonner guy. He handled Delaware County and Chester County. We had to talk a little slow to him, but we love our Joe Mulholland. Then, of course, I had my two uh, organizers, Jimmy Friel, another Bonner boy, and Kevin Dean, and I believe Kevin was from Ryan, so we always had to talk a little slower to Kevin. <laughs> and then on the other side, I had a great administrator. I was very fortunate. I have to Tom, Tom McNulty. Uh, Tom McNulty's father was the business manager before Eddie Keenan. Our field rep, of course, was Darby Doyle um, from McDevitt out in Glenside area where he says it's always sunny. And then, you know, I had my, my, my president, Mike Bradley. It was a father judge guy. Then you had uh, uh, Donnie, Donnie Snyder, who ended up was an instructor over there, is now my business agent. 
up in um, up in Berks and Lehigh County. My brother uh, Pat Jordan, who was another class of mate of mine in my uh, apprenticeship, he ended up he's going to be retiring at the end of the year. Uh, he was from uh, that North Catholic, I believe, and uh, you know John Quirk, another uh, North Catholic guy. That was my team. They, wow. Those guys got me elected. It was so enjoyable to be working with that staff of members that were all plumbers in our local. We all rose up through the ranks as apprentices to journeymen and ended up getting involved in our local, and now we're officers of my local. And I also want to mention my office staff. The women that worked in my office staff were, without a doubt, the greatest office staff with Erin Hamilton. I ended up having Linda there, Kelly there, and Kim. All awesome they they drug they they carried me at times. So, um, but when we when we get into the we talk about constituents, constituent services is going to be the most important thing. that's going to get me elected as or is going to keep me elected as a senator, and that's being people that come to the door. They need help, and if you don't have the proper constituent services, the word gets out really quick. You're not doing a very good job, or vice versa. You are doing an awesome job. So that's going to be my job is trying to, you know, with my, my campaign manager, who's the best of the best, my main man, Steve Warhola. He called me up the other day and said, congratulations, Senator. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the first. He said, we made a great team. Great. And I said to him, I said, Steve, I didn't realize we were, we were a team. I thought you were playing one-on-one. Because that's <laughs> how good of a guy this guy is. Awesome. And, and, and surrounding yourself with good people in any situation is key uh, to success um, because without those people, I mean, that, that you have, you know, the, the group of guys you talked about and women um, at Local 690 um, or what make Local 690, uh, you know, a great organization. Um, having said that, you know, you're right. You know, you, you now have a constituency um, and it's a large one. And, um, you know, uh, the, the people want a voice. They want to, you know, obviously they want to be able to, they, they want to be in c- connected with their state senate and, the, and, their, and, their, and their political leaders. And, and that's a big deal. Um, what, do you, what do you want uh, the people of, of the uh, ninth state senatorial district to, to know about you that they may not already know? Well, during the entire campaign, Joe, I, I basically I told everybody, you know, the same story over and over again, that I'm going to be bringing life experience. I mean, true life experience to the Senate. And that being some of the issues that I had to deal with. You know, I went through an apprenticeship program, became a journeyman master plumber, got involved, got involved in my local. And I was I was fortunate that somebody gave me a second chance. And that man was Eddie Keenan. And, and that being said, I will always, no matter what, always give somebody a second chance. It's deserving because you never know how they're going to turn out. I know what it's like to be out of work. I know what it's like to be out of unemployment. And I certainly know what it's like to be out of health care and money. I took on jobs, whether I was a caddy, whether I worked in a bowling alley, or whether I delivered flowers. I did it to, 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 to you know, anything to do. For my family, I was going to do. I ended up, you know, I, I've been in recovery. I stopped drinking at the age of 22. We worked hard. We partied harder. I've been in recovery for 37 years. October the 3rd this year was my 37th year in sobriety. Awesome. I, I, bring in, I bring in, 
you know, when I took over as the business manager, we saw what it was like. We, we had full employment. We had three stadiums going at one time. I was bringing in out-of-towners to work in the, you know, in the city of Philadelphia. 2008, we went to 450 members out of work. We saw what ended up happening. We ended up, we had our members starting to run out of unemployment. They were running out of health care. They were running out of, you know, out of money. I've been there. And then what ended up happening, I had members starting to commit suicide. Sure. And when I say that, it's something that you never think about as a business manager of a local. Then we end up, we could throw on top of that, the opioid epidemic. When you have close to 24 of your members overdosing and dying because of opiates, there was an issue. We had over six just this year alone. And nine, that's nine kids fatherless because of that lousy ass drug. But I ended up, I would I, I, like you said, you had mentioned that I was in, um, you know, I, I recovered from my cancer. Um, I, I know what it's like if I didn't have health care, I'd be dead. And I know that there's people out there that need health care. Otherwise, they're going to be dead. I know what it's like to, you know, for schooling. OK, I wasn't the most educated person. I didn't attend college, but I found a career. I found a career as a journeyman plumber. And I ended up, you know, it, it, it was able to provide for my entire family. It, did, it was a great job. So not everybody's going to go on and, and go into college. They're going to find a, they need to find a career. I want to make sure that we're going to be doing some funding for, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, um, uh, I guess mechanical skills, uh, the, uh, the trades that are out there. They, we have so many of them and they really are, are fabulous. So that's pretty much where I'm at, Doc. I'm a, I'm extremely proud of everything that's happened to me in my entire life, and I'm looking forward to to getting to the Senate, getting sworn in at the most beautiful capital in the entire country, and having my family stand beside me because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be the man I am today. Well, I can tell you this. It's going to be a proud moment for for all of us. Um, And one of the things, you know, you – you're one of the smartest guys I know, and, and I, you're one of the most humble guys I, I know as well. And one of the things we talked about earlier was being able to relate to your constituents. And that is why you're where you're at today, because you're one of the people. You're just a leader and somebody that wants to share your, your experiences and, 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 and make a difference in the lives of others so they don't have to, you know, maybe run into the pitfalls that you did. Um, that to me is one of the most important. You can relate to your constituents. To me, and it's you were you were a union plumber, and and by the way, for anybody that doesn't doesn't understand, you know the building trades, the plumbers, the electricians, most of the most of the um, plumbers, the electricians, the steam fitters, those are all individuals that typically couldn't get in the iron workers, and then they, and then and then they took the test for the other trades and got in. But that's not important right now, John. We didn't know. We didn't know you were going to put. We didn't know that if you left the quarter in your right hand and you got it in the fist, that's the, that's the hand that the quarters in. Yeah? That was your test back in the day. We always do that. You see, uh, you, you know, I got the microphone here and I like to have fun with it. But no, I mean, the fact that you can that you can relate um, and that you and 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 you have empathy for people in general. Um, how big a, a part of that, you know, is is a part of your success? Uh, 
I look at it, uh, I, the way I've been looking at things lately is, okay, I, I, I won an election by about 5,000 votes. So there's still about 70-some thousand votes out there that were from the other side that didn't vote for me. My mother always said, actions speak louder than words. Uh, I just want to prove myself. I want, to give, I want them to give me the opportunity. I'm going to be representing Democrats, independents, and I'm also going to be representing Republicans. I want them, just like Joe Biden said, give me the opportunity to govern. That's all I'm asking for. And like my mother always said, man, you know, actions speak so much louder than words. You know, I got a, a little message for you. I don't know if you got an opportunity to, uh, to um, uh, listen to any of the first hour, but we had Kelly Ireland, uh, who was on our Women in, in Labor show. She's um, a member of your local, Local 690, and very impressive. And she said, she sent me a text, tell Kaner, I said, hi, we are lucky to have a strong voice uh, in Harrisburg. Um, just like in 690 and, and, uh, you know, you know, that's important, John, because, you know, your members, uh, you, you know, having, this is proof positive for people that you've represented for such a long time that, you know, you've been able to, you know, lead them and their livelihoods in, into, uh, a successful part of their lives. You talked about, uh, you know, obviously the work conditions, how proud she was to be a, a master plumber and the great opportunities that are there um, with the building trades and, 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 with, and through the plumbers union. Her father raised 10 kids um, mm. as, 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 as a member of, of Local 690. Um, what do you want to say to your and, and, and about your members of Local 690 uh, to the Delaware Valley? Well, Kelly... Kelly is one of a kind. Kelly comes from an awesome family. Her father and I were apprentices together and actually worked on a site together. And her uncle, who's a steam fitter over local 322, we worked on a, a job. I think it was resorts back in the day down in Atlantic City. But Kelly comes from a, 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 a strong union background and great plumbers. Her father was phenomenal, phenomenal. And Kelly watching her is she's following in the footsteps and she's taking her own path to making a name for herself. And I wish her all the luck. She's going to be very successful. She's an extremely hard worker and she likes to learn. And she also likes to get involved in politics and issues that are out there. So I credit her. I give her, you know, all the, all, all the credit in the world. She's doing an awesome job. But I look at all my members. We always try to do the best training that we could possibly have so we could go out there and brag that we have the number one plumbers in the entire state of Pennsylvania. My guys in Pittsburgh, you know, they come out here sometimes when we need some plumbers. And, you know, we're happy to train them a little bit. They like <laughs> pretty good, but they have no idea what cast iron pipe and copper is. They're using text of PVC. So, but, but my membership is, you know, I've always been the voice of our membership in the face of my membership. And I'll tell you, I've never been prouder. See, my grandfather was a plumber out of my union. And in 1958, he was killed in a ditch at Misericordia Hospital along with a laborer. So to see his grandson take over this local is incredible. It's just, he cannot make these things up. So uh, I get emotional when I think about things like that, I'm sure. You know, my grandfather would be extremely proud of what his grandson was able to do 
and to further the local even better than it was when I found it. That's all well, I needed to do. And and you know what? You ain't done yet. And and <laughs> I, like, like I said, like I said, and I mean it, and you know how much I love you, and, and you know how proud I am of you and how all, we all are in the labor movement. Like we said last week, like Johnny Doc said, you're going to win. It's going to be good for all of us. John Kane, right. I want to thank you so much, not only for being our guest, but for doing what you do uh, for, the, for, for Local 690 and what you're going to do for us in Pennsylvania. Thank you so much, my friend. Love you, Doc, and hate Romans. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for joining us, uh, obviously, on the Labor Show uh, with Krause and, 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 uh, and J-Doc and Krause. And we're going to have the Boilermaker special up after the break. Stick around. You don't want to miss it. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management.